And now, broadcasting live on Star Worldwide Networks, it's time for Your Road to Personal Addiction Recovery with Dr. William Nelson. If you suffer from addiction to opiate pain relievers, heroin, alcohol, or other substances, we're here to give you hope and help you overcome your addiction. Now, here's your host, Dr. Nelson. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Your Road to Personal Addiction Recovery. I'm your host, Dr. William Nelson, along with my co-host and wonderful producer, Robin Cote. Good morning, Doc. I hear it's a special day. Today is a special day because today, Robin, is how many episodes for the, our wonderful podcast? You want me to say it? Yeah. 100 episodes today. Woo! Woohoo! Woo! My turn! Your turn? <laughs> yep. Okay, do you want to sing happy birthday? No, I'm just going to tell them, like, I'm, I'm going to show them how I sing. Okay, just, can, can I introduce you? What? Okay. So, I'm Dr. William Nelson, and I want to introduce the world to my little favorite four-year-old boy named Oliver Philip Thayer. Oliver is my grandson, and his mother has been on this show. And for those of you that know about this show, this is about recovery. And when recovery works, this is the sort of thing that can happen. You can be a parent to this little man sitting to my left. So with that, Oliver, how are you today, buddy? Wait, I have to tell them like... Just talk to me. Let's have a conversation. How are you? Who, who am I? I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell them like a story. Okay, you want to tell a story? Good. So okay. I'm going to sing a song from them. Okay, sing a song. Good. Okay. I'm going to sing this song from the puppet show. Okay. Right, put your mouth right up here. Okay. I'm going to sing, let me think. You want to sing a doe a deer? Yeah. Okay. Let's start at the very beginning. Wait, 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 wait. I have to sing it first. Then you you want to start? Okay, you start. A deer, a female mm, deer. deer. Ray, drop of golden sun, me, a name I call myself, Ba, along the way to run. So, so I drank a frozen bread, la. and a, a, little a note to follow. So, tea, frozen bread, that and will bring us, us back to dough, dough, oh, 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 dough. Hey! <laughs> How about this? Yeah. It's your turn to sing um, Cuckoo. You want me to sing Cuckoo? <laughs> yeah, from the first show. Oh, hey, so Oliver and I have been rediscovering The Sound of Music. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And a short bio is that when I was Oliver's age, it was right when Julie Andrews and The Sound of Music came out. And... I suffered from a little Oedipus Rex complex where I continually told my mother that I was going to marry her. And yet, after the show, I was smitten with Maria. Maria's beautiful. She sings like a goddess. She plays guitar. She takes you on fun field trips. She makes clothes out of curtains. And she's the, the most awesome person. And I told my mom, Mom, you know... When I told you that you and I, I was going to marry you, well, sorry, I'm not going to marry you anymore. I'm going to marry Rhea. And my mom was, you know, devastated. So anyway, I was the same age as Oliver. It's been my favorite movie forever. And Oliver and I have been watching this. And so anyway, um, he's so fun and so delightful. And that 
that amazing voice, that amazing spirit, that love, that just, he's, he's our world. If, if it weren't for the recovery of his mother, I probably wouldn't even know him. And that would be a great loss. And more importantly, Oliver probably wouldn't be surrounded by his family, including his beautiful auntie that's the guest on the show today. I got a perfect way to describe Oliver. Mm -hmm. The brightest of lights are born from the darkest of shadows. Oh, yeah. Good. So with that, I'm going to sing my song. <laughs> and which one, do, which, Ollie, which, sing, which one do you want me to sing? Okay, I'll sing that. <laughs> it's this song I want you to sing. It's this song. Listen. I am the hill of the lonely goat herd. Lady, oh, lady, oh, lady, oh, lady. Yee-hoo. Lady, oh, 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 He's stopping at to say, Oh, you're pretty good at that. <laughs> so long, oh farewell, while Peter saying goodbye. I do, I do, to you, I do, you. Do, 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 do. All right. Done. Okay. That's the danger of helium. Oliver, you want to try helium? Oh, Lord. Okay. No. <laughs> William. It just makes your voice funny. You are so incorrigible. What does incorrigible mean? Oh my God! Wait a minute! You're a doctor, and you've got no, those no. That was that was one of the questions. One of the kids on the Sound of the Music, the third or fourth boy, he said, "My name's Kurt, and I'm incorrigible." Really? <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. I am not. Your voice. Oh I'm totally my! Serious. No, your voice. I just oh. can't. All right. Oh so my. is is the has the helium expired? I think. It's now just I'm, about. I'm getting my radio voice back. <laughs> Now, Hale, I want to hear your radio voice. No, I'm not doing okay. it. All right. Anyway, thanks for, thanks for indulging us, people. I'm sorry for being so silly. But this is... It's a celebration. It's not a somber occasion. You know, recovery is serious, but it doesn't have to be somber. And so we have fun. We have, we've had fun through our entire process. We've had our ups and downs. We've had challenges. But on the first show, I made a bold prediction, and that was that I was taking a personal goal to help reduce overdose deaths by 50% within five years. We're about two and a half years, guys, and we're nowhere near where we need to be. I have things that we're working on. I'm still needing to get more people involved, and I'm figuring out how to do that because there's no way a single person can do it. But I will say the person to my left and my beautiful daughter, Haley, is a big part of why Oliver is here today and why is why Oliver's mother, Haley's sister, is in such a good place. And that was Haley took about nine months to a year off from her life. She quit her job, moved out of her apartment, moved in with her mom and dad. And we didn't have a lot of money to pay her. And all of this was out of love, a selfless gift because of the love that she felt for her sister. And this little man that you got to meet today is a big reason the, why he is who he is is because of Haley. 
And a challenge that I'm going to ask her about is how do you put all your heart and soul in and then have to step back? And that's a hard thing. So with that, I'm going to allow Haley to talk about how she feels rather than have me tell you how Haley feels because that's what I usually do. Uh, so good morning, hi. my dear. Hi, hello. So what, you want me to and explain? You look, you look marvelous, oh, by the way. Does. How, <laughs> how long does it usually take you to get ready to like look this minutes. good? Like yeah. five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so what, you want me to explain how difficult it was to give my nephew back to my sister? No, it, it, I, I think that, but that was, a, that was a thing for you. That was a huge challenge. Yeah. But let's, let's take a step back. Tell me about <clears throat> addiction when you first learned about Lawrence's problem your feeling of helplessness just tell me like how you experienced it and how how maybe you and then bring us up reader just digest version to where you are now okay um, that's a that's a huge that could be the whole show yeah well so i didn't really know anything about drugs i didn't think i needed to know anything about drugs um i just like remember my sister's behavior being like violent and inappropriate can you give us examples of when she like pushed you out of the car yeah yeah yeah. we were uh we were driving to school one day how uh, old were you guys at this time i was 14 and lauren was 16 um and or she might have been 17 but uh we always drove to school together we always carpooled obviously lauren drove i didn't i was the young one wanted to ride with my sister you want to, to be school. with the cool kids yeah so we're riding in the car and Lauren has like a certain song on and I went to go press the next button and she was like cursing at me. She was like, this is my car. You listen to my music. And I was like, okay, literally I'm buckled my seatbelt, opened the door and tried to push me out of a moving vehicle because I changed the radio station. You don't fuck with Lauren's music. <laughs> No. <laughs> Nobody no, messed with her. It music. was bad. It no. was bad. Um, so after that moment, <laughs> after that moment. You're like, something's I off. I was like, there's, yeah, there's got to be something going on. Because uh-huh. like, Lauren doesn't just. Yeah, she's not like that. Yeah. So after I had figured that out, I kind of brought something up to my parents. My parents were in denial about it. And I think eventually my mom kind of saw something in me when I told her, like, hey, I really think Lauren's on drugs. Um, if you want to, like, I think that it would be the best thing to drug test her. Um, so she brought home an in-home drug test, and Lauren refused to take it, and that was kind of um, an answer in itself that, you know, we kind of knew that she was doing drugs. Um, after that, obviously, it was just a downhill battle from there. I mean, there's been times where Lauren has overdosed and there's been paramedics at the house. There's been times where I won't hear from my sister days on end and I'm scared that she's not even alive anymore. Like, there's been a lot of situations where I have felt helpless. And I think the biggest thing for me was I like to have control over certain situations and we all do yeah, yeah. and it yeah, was yeah. very difficult for me to accept that i didn't have control over my sister's addiction she didn't have control no. how could she expect you or how you if she can't control 
how do you, it's pretty egotistical, Hale, to think that if she can't control it, that you could. Right. But we all are like that. Right. Your mom is that, your dad. Well, yeah. Even me. I yeah. was like, I can't control her medically even. So, so anyway, um, then going through all that, um, you know, the amazing thing that happened with Haley is Haley is part of what happened that basically um, was the cause. Not, Haley wasn't the cause, but Haley was involved in what happened that Lauren actually served jail time, where Lauren was high, knew that she had a warrant out for her arrest. She was pulled over late at night and had paraphernalia and Lauren told the cop, I don't have ID, basically gave Haley, her sisters, all of her information, her name, birth date, social address, number. social security <laughs> number, the whole thing. So they, Haley then, you know, was, hadn't had a record. And so they let Lauren go. And Lauren signed Haley's name. Now that's a forgery. And so that's what happened to Lauren. That's why she had to serve jail time. She was supposed to do four to 16 years for forgery. And through work with lawyers, they got it down to a year or 18 months. She served about nine months. But imagine the betrayal of your sister giving your name and information. And the first time Haley found out about it is when she gets a summons in the mail about her, you know, I can't. Well, no, actually, Lauren went to go turn someone in for hurting her and they ended up arresting her for a warrant and we didn't know why yeah that's right. and i remember search searching lauren's things and i went in her purse and i found a ticket with all of my information on it okay that's what it was yeah I and then i i was like mom like what is this you know like i don't understand like why why does lauren have a ticket with my name on it and then Literally, my mom was like, oh, no. Yeah. And then I, I didn't talk to Lauren for yeah. a while when she was in jail. She tried calling me. I didn't answer her phone calls. I don't blame you. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. And that's the desperate things that addicts do. And the interesting thing is... Well, it's just hurtful. It's like, how are you going to put like my life in jeopardy? Like you've been, she you're putting your life in jeopardy and she doesn't care. But like, what about me? You she know what I mean? She doesn't care about like you. If, it's about right. getting high and not going right. to jail. Yeah. And that was hurtful to me. So why and, do you deserve my friendship? And the, the thing is that anybody that knows Lauren, she's very loyal. She would never do that sober. Right. No. It's not what she does. And no. she would never push you out of a moving car sober. I honestly don't think Lauren actually realizes like the shit that she's done to me when well, she was using. We'll have her but. listen to this again. <laughs> and I think that goes for most people yeah. who are going through addiction or even alcoholism. I see that a lot. They don't even see what they're doing to the yeah. people around them that care. They just, they're lost. Yeah. 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 I've had, I've had just recently some stuff with my family and one of my siblings physically threatened one of his relatives. And now it's to the point where he is no longer invited into that family circle and dynamic and they're saying you need to get treated for alcoholism and you need to work on your anger management and he's in total denial you know it's like hey we got to let bygones be bygones so it's 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 really uh you know it affects so many families and it's so hurtful lauren's a beautiful person my sibling that i was just referring to is probably one of the most giving and loving people on the planet 
I've had so many times in my life when <clears throat> it's just the uh, uh, blood's thicker than water, and he's he's been there for me when I needed him, and I am so um, helpless is the word, and the fact that I can't control what happens, and so I can kind of relate to what you felt with Lauren. I would do anything to well, help I mean, my honestly, brother, but I can't, you know? Like, the relationship that I have with Lauren today is, like, the closest we've ever been in our whole lives. Yeah. So, like, and it, it's really unfortunate, but it's, like, I feel like everything happens for a reason, and I honestly feel like a big part of Lauren's addiction was to bring us closer because now I feel like there's a bond that it's, it's just inseparable between the two yeah. of us. Yeah. And I'm lucky to say that because I don't feel like a lot of people really have that with their siblings. But at the same time, they do. There are some fortunate people out there who mm. do have very close relationships. But I think that, you know, through all of this, like, we hated each other. We didn't talk. We didn't, you know what I mean? There was so, there was, there was so much resentment. There was so much hurt. And it's crazy to me now that, like, I never really thought about, like, forgiveness and how much it means. But, like, I actually, like, forgave my sister. And I feel like that's a big part of the reason why we have, like, the bond and the friendship that we do today. Yeah. And, you, and you're right. And, you know, the interesting thing, Hale, when you forgive someone, you may think that you're forgiving and it's for their benefit. But it's really, it's for your yeah. benefit. Because Lauren didn't need your forgiveness. No. But now the fact that you've forgiven her, now your heart's open. Now there's an opportunity for healing. Well, and and I, I got to commend you for that because there's well, not very for, many people. I forgave her before I even got an, an apology from her. You know what I mean? Or I like know. a thank you or like for anything. Like, like, I don't think Lauren really like actually sat there and thanked me and apologized to me until like, a year well, after she was sober. Sweetheart, that was, part, <laughs> that was part one of the 12 steps. Yeah. One of the 12 steps until she got, and, and I bet she would have gotten around to it, but working her steps, who did she need to apologize to? Yeah. And thank you, for yeah. one. You were probably one of the biggest. You, her father, and her mother. Yeah. And um, so anyway, not to beat a dead horse, which would be politically incorrect, but, because you shouldn't be cruel to animals. I'm not purporting that. I don't want any of you out there to say, Dr. Nelson. Don't hurt animals. Because I already was uh, accused and handcuffed for animal cruelty because of your dog. Yeah. You do, I don't want to tell that story. But no, I was handcuffed. By, I was handcuffed by Phoenix police because I had Haley's dog in my car. I was in the 24-hour um, Walmart. I came out, and there's three cops with the, Haley's dog in my car. I was getting a pee pad because the dog was peeing on my carpet. You know my dog, though. My dog screams bloody murder when she's but alone anyway, for one But anyway, I, I come out and they go, you're under arrest for animal cruelty. And I'm like, what? It's 55 degrees and it's raining. The dog's not, you know, being abused. But you've been here for eight hours. Long story. Cops have a hard job. They made a bad decision and I got handcuffed. <laughs> and, now I'm, and now I get to talk about it. My other kid, Nelson, goes, Dad, you're lucky you're not black skin brown skin because they would have probably shot you yeah, so just right. be grateful dad your white privilege you got a sob story but you, know, you can tell all your friends and you know yada yada anyway it's not about me i want to talk about when um you and your sister got in a fight at school and lauren got kicked out of school yeah 
Like, imagine that. You get in a fight with your, usually you get in a fight with your enemies. You guys got in a fight at school and Lauren yeah. got kicked out of school. Well, I mean. Had to transfer, right? Lauren, yeah. Lauren was on her last straw. But yeah, we got into a bit of a tiff and started to throw hands at each other. And then uh, the principal. Wait a minute, who won? Did you kick your ass or did she kick your ass? Uh, I don't think it was either a of fight. us kicked each other's asses. Did you guys do, did people go cat fight, cat fight, she, you're all she watching? She went to go swing at me and I blocked her and I went to go like knee up at her and then she blocked me. We both got some some skills. You guys are using sure. like karate skills. Yeah. You know, just like Napoleon Dynamite says. She doesn't want to mess with me though. I'm a gymnast. So I'll kick her ass. I know. Because you know. She's feisty. <laughs> you know, like Napoleon says, he goes like, people like, um, people with skills, like nunchuck skills, computer hacking skills. So you got skills. Yeah. Good. I don't have those skills, but I have skills. <laughs> no, but uh, the principal came up in size and. What's the principal um, like? Aren't you guys sisters? Yeah, I don't think she really, I don't know. She didn't even say anything. She was like, Lauren, come with me. And I was like, oh, I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> and then like Lauren, after that, she, yeah, they, they told wow. her she, she was expelled. She had been, she had like she had a three bunch of other warnings problems, yeah. though. Yeah, like Doing she's already shit. had had problems. And then uh, her last year of high school, yeah, it makes me feel like shit now talking about it. Because I'm like, oh, my poor sister. You're, you but, have a poor sister that picked a fight with you yeah, and shoved you fine. out of your moving it's, car and, and stole your identity. And, <laughs> you know, that I forgive think, her. Don't don't feel sorry for her. I think Lauren. it's awesome that she can sit here and have the relationship she does with her sister today because a lot of addicts, family members wish they could do that yeah. and they're either you know visiting them at a grave or it's, they've just had to walk away yeah you know, i've watched it and watched their relationship and sometimes i'm just amazed they can be so mad at each other but and don't get me wrong we still fight no no well, like they normal like they do <laughs> like oh, that <laughs> like like when like when you guys want to go somewhere and you're taking your five minutes to get ready to yeah, go yeah of course yeah that was it that yeah. was intense yep there were lots of yelling yeah well, that's most people would say that's just girls being sisters. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and you know what? It also sometimes you just have to give Haley a little bit more time, and not to it throw. It takes her, me five minutes. To get not ready. to throw her under the bus, but that <laughs> her beautiful presentation today, it didn't take five minutes, and it's partly <laughs> reason why Robin, I would have been on time. Do oh, here we not go. blame mm. this on me. That is unfair. But he, but he didn't say that with your mom in the room. So. Of course not. <laughs> no, no. Here comes Stephanie. When comes. Stephanie comes in, I got to use my best Mom's behavior. <laughs> Stephanie, I'm using my best behavior. And I'm making good choices, just like Oliver. Uh-oh. <laughs> she's looking at me. She's going, oh, I know this is not true. Well, she was the one scolding you earlier about not using the helium. So Yeah, it yeah, didn't see. work. <laughs> So, so I think that the take home from this is anybody listening, addictions is so challenging. If you have people that love each other and you focus on the things that you have in common and your, your tribe is like you and your sister have so much in common and you have this common family, we'll call it a family constellation. And really what it is, there's, a, there's an author, um, John Bradshaw wrote a book on this, and a German uh, psychologist called Bert Hellinger wrote about this, and it's called Family Constellation. And the, what you can describe, how you can describe this, is if you know the movie uh, Finding Nemo? Oh, yeah, everybody knows and that. And you know the, f the part where Nemo or, or what's, what's a Marlin and the... 
um, Ellen. What's Ellen's fish name? Oh, Dory. Dory. See, I knew her name, but yeah, Dory and Marlin. They're swimming around, and then the fish like give Marlin the business, you know, and then they the fish can move, and they make different, you know, the school of fish, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So each one of those fish, they have the illusion that they have self-determination. And each one of those fish says, I'm an individual, and I can do my own thing. But unbeknownst to those fish is they, if you are a fish in a school, or if you're a bird in a flock, you really don't have self-determination. You are inexplicitly drawn to that pull, that ancestral tie of not only your sister and sibling, but your mom, your dad, your brothers, your extended family, your grandparents. You are the living expression of a lineage of both physical DNA and the energetic DNA that makes us family. And so when you're flying and you're that, you're that geese in the front and you think that you're on your own, you look behind you and you got 20, 30, 50 geese. And if you're ge- one of the geese that's halfway back, you can't fly out of formation because you can't fight the wind resistance. So you got to fall back in line. So even though you have self-determination in the animal world, we too as humans, and as Haley described, that family dynamic is a, so much of who we are and yeah. you can't deny it and so i applaud this beautiful amazing woman that is on the show today sharing you know just because of her heart she she understood that family dynamic embraced it and knowing that the family can become stronger but it takes sometimes it takes some incredible amount of acknowledgement and selflessness now that can be a problem if it becomes codependence there's a fine line yeah and i think you were good at it you were the best out of the family dynamic you were the best well, it took me a minute though hell to yes get there. it did but it does for everybody well i just remember too like it was my birthday um i don't remember how old i was i think it was like my 20th birthday and I remember driving in the car with my sister and I was like, hey, like, I really want you to come to my birthday party, like, but please don't come high. Like, that was my only, like, thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember she showed up and she was, she was high. Moisten. And we were, I remember we were driving somewhere and I just remember talking to Lauren and she looked at me and she said, Haley, I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to die from this. Like, this will kill me. And I was like, all right, like I like, I guess I just prepared myself for that. And that is a hard thing because you don't ever want to prepare yourself for something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think what a lot of people struggle with is I don't think people know how to like handle addiction and people who are very close, like siblings or even, you Parents. know. Parents or and even like significant others, family. significant others, and then my like, kids, Melissa and Nelson, and when they were like, involved, it's yeah, like, like how do you how do you deal with that? Like how do you cope with that? Like yeah. how do you your dad, Stacy, everybody right. was involved, and I think that's what a lot of people have a hard time with, and I even struggled with that like so much. I was like, how do I deal with this? What do I do? Do I because 
am I enabling her? Am I not enabling her? Am I making her worse? Am I making her mm-hmm. better? Like I always questioned so many things in my mind and I never wanted to be responsible for making my sister's addiction worse or making my sister use more. I feel like I had to walk on eggshells every conversation I carried with her because I didn't want to hurt her feelings mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean, upset her to a point where she was going to use a little bit more <laughs> that day or, you know what I mean? Like it how was, that you, was always going through my mind and it, it scared me. Yeah, but, it, but it's, it's not real because the only way that it really works is if you establish your boundaries like right. you eventually did. Right. And that you know that you're not responsible for her recovery. You're there. You're there to listen and support. But it took me oh, a long time to get there. <laughs> well, how long? I would say like four years. Was there a was there a moment in time where you finally got there? What was the that single moment? I don't. I don't even know. Like I just like I just remember thinking I was just like, Haley, you need to accept that there is nothing you can do. But tell Lauren that you love her. And that's what I did. Sweet. Every day. I just remember I remember telling you too. I literally text my sister every single night, even if I didn't get a response. And I said, Good night, I love you. Wow. Every single night. I'm sitting here as the outsider <laughs> to this situation. And I've got to tell you, to sit here and listen to the way you're describing how you felt every single day, it's almost like she when the addicts are going through this. They suck us into that. Oh, and, yeah. and you're just sitting here telling us, you know, I understand the feeling of helplessness because I've been there with, yeah. pe- with my late husband who died of cancer. But this is a whole different thing. You're taking on the addiction as if it's your own yeah. in your own mindset. That's, yeah. that's, that's the fish yeah. in the school and that's <sighs> the bird in the flock. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, I, and stop talking about that because I'm going to start crying. <laughs> you're and amazing. I'm not going to do that. Oh, thank you. I'm not going to wow. cry. I already started crying a little bit. So, <laughs> So I'm not going to do that. Well, and it's not even, it's not even with my sister too. I remember <clears throat> my father came into my work and he was like, you know, you seem a little bit down today. Like what's going on? And I was like, oh, you know, a friend of mine passed away. And he was like, from what? And I was like an overdose. And he was like, Haley, your whole you know, I think I was 24 at the time, your whole 24 years of life, you've lost more people than I have in a lifetime. And he's, just celebrated 62 years old. And he was like, it's incredible to me the amount of people that you have lost in such a short period of time and over drugs, let alone, yeah. than he has his entire life. Well, in, you've, had, you've had people that you've known um, overdose from drugs. Your sister was right there. It wasn't not for the couple Narcan shots and when they converted her with the paddles a few times. And I know that you had a significant loss really young um i forgot the person's name now sorry who timmy yeah that wasn't drugs though i know that but that's but, yeah. but still that's that was that's a, incredible loss that was my that was my first big loss yeah and i was 15 years old and mm. i had i'd never like besides family obviously mm. like my nana's mom i don't know did you ever meet meme mm-hmm no, you were in around then. Mm-hmm. That was like kind of my first loss, but like this was like someone like very, very near and dear to my heart. And that was the first loss I had experienced. And it was a car accident and it was horrific. But that was the first time I had actually like lost someone that was close to me. You know what? At 15 years old. I know, sweetheart. And you know the amazing thing is, Haley is still in communication with Timmy's parents goes and visits his them. grandparents oh grandparents yeah. and they're they still you're like their daughter yeah pretty much and because you are still 
something they can hold and squeeze and embrace well, do you to celebrate know, him. What's crazy too is like he was kind of going down a little bit of a darker path. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that if that didn't take his life, drugs would have. You, you saw that. Which happening. is crazy. Yeah. When I saw pictures of him, he's this cool kid. He's got long he's hair. Got long he's long hair. All, he does that little like yeah, hair flip. Yeah, he's got the flip <laughs> thing. And, and he's this, Haley doesn't, I'm sorry, Haley, I don't want to make you sound shallow, but Haley appreciates physical beauty. <laughs> and I'm saying, Hale, you can look at someone and you can see both the physical beauty, but the beauty inside. And yeah. it sounds like Timmy had both. Yeah. Really beautiful person, but a beautiful heart. He was there for me when no one else was yeah. at a very young age. When your sister was throwing you out of the car? With. Yeah. <laughs> it was, no, he was like literally one of my best friends. Yeah. Hey, as Difficult. you were as you were just describing that, and in light of what I just talked about with the family dynamic, I have to, and your mother has talked to me about this before, but I haven't really made the connection. While Stephanie was pregnant with Lauren, Stephanie's dad passed away. He died of lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So imagine being pregnant and Stephanie and her dad were so incredibly connected and the pain and the sorrow that stephanie felt was imbued into that your sister in utero i think i I think i think that that's a part of her trauma wow could be yeah you know why i never i never thought and so and so that's so that's why we have to think about these family dynamics is that you probably knew the story but you never imagined how it affected your your sister yeah because your mom is a sweet i don't i don't i'm not going to go off on how great your mom is my mom is an angel your mother like legit i think she's heaven sent you're, 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 <laughs> I'm not joking. Your, your mother's my guardian angel. Yeah, I know. I heard. I heard about that story. Uh, and I know that someone else called her a guardian angel as well. Just recently. Yep. And um, no, she is my guardian angel, and I'm so gr- grateful. My brother that I was describing earlier, he knows me very well, and he knows Stephanie. He knows my, my, the wife or the mother of my children. I'm not supposed to say ex-wife, so it's a politically correct way to say this. The mother, mother of my children. children. Yeah. It's appropriate. But anyway, um, he told me when he met your mom, he pulls me aside. He goes, after he kind of sized her up, got a feel for Stephanie, and probably two or three times of being with Steph, he pulls me aside. He goes, dude, he goes, you are an overachiever. He goes, you don't deserve that woman. <laughs> She's way too good for you. My he mom goes, is no. just your mom, Your mom is... Probably the best person I've ever met in my life. And I'm, I will agree with you. I'm grateful that she, that I'm in, I'm, now I can't even talk. Our blessed <laughs> lives. Yeah. You're glad that you're yeah. a part of our family now. Yeah, yeah I'm very blessed. <laughs> he talks yeah. about you guys all the time in such a wonderful light. Good. Yeah. He's so anyway, all right. He's all right. Yeah, He's not that great. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm crying again. A little bit. Aww. Um, but well, anyway. We're almost, we're almost at the end of the I'm, show, so I'm that's rarely, a good thing, right? Have you ever heard me at a loss for words? I couldn't even talk about how much I feel about um, your yeah, mom. Yeah, I remember when you proposed to my mother Christmas morning. And I, stu- the, the I stuttered. The most choked up I've ever Aww. seen you. How cute. <laughs> but it was adorable. Oh, can I sing that with the, Please the don't. balloon? Please don't. Okay, I'll, I'll just do it regular. <laughs> it goes, what is it? Um, 
is it how does the first start of Elvis? I can't uh, stand. I can't help falling in love uh, with you. Oh my goodness! What is it? You use that song? Yeah. That yeah. wow. Yeah. What is it? How does it he start? He went full fledged. His kids. Melissa played the guitar. We're playing instruments, literally. In the morning of Christmas, What's we're all first just chilling, line? hanging out. Let me sing. All of a I sudden, they sing. just start playing music, and then my mom, Look it up William's on down on right. one knee. My mom's sitting on his lap, and he's singing to her. And I'm like bawling my eyes out. I'm recording it, and I'm like, "Give me more champagne!" Like eh. that's how every girl wishes a proposal would go, <laughs> it right? It's adorable. It's the cutest thing I've ever I, seen. Then I, I forgot the words because you're getting I emotional. What, how does it start, Haley? I don't know. Haley, you do not have the greatest singing voice. I know. Stop. You're gorgeous. Look at how beautiful it is. You can't be gorgeous and have a good singing voice. That's no. not exactly true. All right. A lot of singers do look good. It's not mutually exclusive. But no. Yeah, they, no. they probably lip sync. What is the song? Falling in love. I can't help falling in love. Oh, my gosh. It's Elvis. I know. I, my brain is at it's, a fry. It's, no, no, okay, no. ready? Would it be a sin? She's gonna I can't it. help falling in love with you Like a river flows there you go. surely to the sea Darling, some things Can you even hear were meant it? to oh. be <laughs> I sound better than Elvis <laughs> and I don't know about that <laughs> Here it is I just, I people really are I hope people aren't getting bored Probably are. Well, you've got less than three and a half minutes, so they'll be saved. <laughs> We're just having a good time in the studio today. Yeah. We're celebrating. I know. We're celebrating 100. We're celebrating family. We're celebrating life. Speaking of celebration, yeah. Yeah, celebration here's my little friend. Celebration too. Lauren, I don't know. I'm sure people have heard this before, but Lauren just celebrated five years sober. I had her on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so how cool is a, that, guys? That's a guys? cool thing, too. That's um, incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, life is good. And for those of you out there listening, the whole point of this show is to offer people in the depths of despair, thinking they're never going to find a way out. So if you're the person suffering with addiction or a family member hopelessly watching your loved one self-destruct, hopefully you gain something from this conversation. Or if you're a loved one on the outside looking in, being sober, mm-hmm. don't give up. There you go, Hoyle. Don't give up. And I think what Lauren has told me, both with your mom and you, is that you never gave up on them. Nope. And you told them you loved them. And little buddy, can you say goodbye to everyone? Let's say bye. Hey, you got to talk into the mic. We got to say this. <laughs> My name's Oliver. Thank you for listening. Can you say it? No. Okay. Can you, can you tell... <laughs> Can you tell Popeye what you're grateful for? I'm grateful for my hair color. Oh. <laughs> and he's blonde. Yes. Hey, hey buddy. Oh, that was who, perfect. Who are the people that love you? Who loves you? My mom and my daddy and my Mimi. And who else? Auntie. Yeah. And who and else? Papa. Papa and my grandma and you. Uh, and I'm, what about, I'm what about your Popeye? What about Popeye? He said, and you. I said you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Mimi. Thank you, buddy. Hey, babe, I already cried a couple times. Do you want to talk with the helium and make those silly noises? No. I'll teach you how to do it. <laughs> All right. This is Dr. William Nelson, and thank you, Haley. Thank you for, for joining us today. Me. And um, and 
thank you for your heart. Thank you for your steadfast devotion to that beautiful woman that we all know and love and the little man that is a part of you, a part of me, a part of your mom, everybody. He's he's the the parenting by, what did uh, Hillary Clinton say? It takes a village, you know? And he is so basically... uh, Thank you. Thank you for joining. Thanks, Robin, for 100 episodes. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, guys. You're the bomb, Robin. (laughs) And what does your thing say? Tell about this little thing. We'll close with this. The little plaque you brought in for me, well-behaved women rarely make history, and that definitely describes me. I am not well behaved. All right. All right. But as long as you mostly use good behavior, just like Oliver, that's what we focus on. Yes. You're a good person, sometimes yes. choosing bad behavior. Yeah, grab it. No, I don't choose that kind of bad behavior. I just am one kind of person that I'm very forthright with what I say. You're pushing the boundaries yes. of what's appropriate. Because I'm I'm not the quiet one. I don't sugarcoat anything. That's kind of you and that's why you and I get along so well. Yeah, cuz we're about the same way. Yeah. All right. Um, so my name is Dr. William Nelson. Thanks for joining us for our 100th episode celebrating this wonderful podcast. You can reach us at 602-692-4626. Ask for Stephanie. She will help you. Um, she knows what it's like to be in your position. We're also at addictionaz.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Your Road to Personal Addiction Recovery with Dr. William Nelson. Listen live each week at this time or anytime 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com.